Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorization number TP slash 01005. Garth Galloway. Garth, good evening. Welcome. Oh, good evening. And um, I'm with Ben. Jimmy Barnes's version's a lot better. And you need to improve your singing. <laughs> a lot. No, no, Garth, the second part of your conversation is I completely agree. I can't sing. I don't even pretend to be able to sing, Garth. I just heard a, I just heard a note of sorts. And well, I thought that you, you yeah. wouldn't hit a choir at school like I was. No, but... People once said that of Picasso. They said, I don't know what this guy's trying to do. He's a bit abstract. You'll wake up in about 20 years' time, Garth, at 4 o'clock in the morning and go, I now get the genius of Watson. That man is a musician. He was ahead of his time. He was ahead of his time, Garth. That's it. Well, let's talk cricket. Yeah, let's talk cricket. You heard what I had to say. I'm sort of a little bit all over the place with it. I just don't know where cricket sits now. I'm not sure how relevant it is or what we're actually playing for and um, what's going to keep our players in the game in the long term, particularly those that probably, you know, are going to realise they're never actually going to end up becoming an absolute great in the game. So let's start with the Chapel Hadley. Um, should we be excited? Uh, well, yeah, I think we should be excited that New Zealand are going to be tested against, uh, you know, an Australian side in Australia. So that's good. Uh, the time of year is not ideal. Um, as you said, the, the, the competition, the Chapel Hadley trophy probably hasn't... Uh, uh, in a way, it hasn't been treated with the respect it deserves. The, the schedule is so crammed for these teams now that getting an opportunity to play games against each other is hard. And we're seeing that the, these um, COVID-related uh, games have been sent off to Ken's. Ken's, Ken's got a population of 158,000, so Dunedin's 115, so it's a bit bigger than Dunedin. Uh, the temperature will be good, but I can't imagine there's going to be too many people watching their um Mark, so uh, I don't think the atmosphere will be great, uh, but I do think that the teams will be uh, will be very keen to win. And I think, you know, New Zealand go into a series against Australia. They haven't won a, a one-day international in Australia for 13 years, which seems incredible. Uh, and they go into it, in my view, with nothing to lose. I also think it's a good test for these young players, just putting aside the overall landscape that you're talking about. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how, how some of our young players do play because uh, they've only played some of them against, uh, you know, Ireland, Scotland, the Netherlands, and now they get to play against Australia. And this is a proper test. And, uh, I, you know, I think it's going to be very interesting indeed. But overall, you know, three matches in Cairns in September, it's, it, 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 it's kind of, it's hard to get excited mm. in a way. Okay, let's talk about this Black Cap squad then. You talked about some young players or players that we might not be that familiar with. Um, I'll, I'll get you to give us a little bit of a brief overview of Finn Allen, uh, Ben Sears. Uh, I'll be honest, I, d- I don't know a lot about either. Well, Allen is um, obviously has, has played quite a lot of, or a few games of T20 cricket for New Zealand. He's only played a handful of games of 50 over games and again against the sides that I've been talking about uh, he, he's been playing county cricket in the UK in the, uh, I think in the Vitality Blast 
he he didn't perform particularly well over there. Um, he's uh, New Zealand placed really high hopes on him in terms of his ability. He's swashbuckling. He's aggressive. He's performed particularly well in New Zealand's domestic competition in 50-over cricket and T20. And, and I think this is going to be a real test for him. Uh, you know, he's not he, he, he's not coming up against Ireland, Scotland, and the Netherlands. He's going to be facing some terrific Australian bowlers who bowl, you know, at 140-plus. And that's going to be a test for him. Sears, I haven't seen much of him. Uh, you know, there was a time when uh, radio, we commentated all domestic cricket on, on radio, and we saw these players all the time. But what I have seen of him, he looks brisk and and, and competitive and, and, again, quite tough. But, again, um, you know, and, and I, well, I think it's just the best environment testing against Australia and Australia, even if it is, you know, in Cairns in September. So, Ken's, again, Sears, they talk about him as being a real prospect. You know, we need to have players who are going to bowl 140-plus, and he is he's seemingly one of them. Mm. You heard me talk about, you know, Australia and England, they've got the ashes. Um, to keep the interest in the game here, I sort of sense that we need to, when we get the opportunity against Australia, we need to take them and we need to win, and we just haven't done that in recent times. How important is it that we win this series? Oh, I think it's well. I think it's very important that we're competitive. Um, not won't be you know won't be um, the end of life if we don't win the series. But it's very important that we're competitive. And you'll recall the Test series against Australia a couple of years ago, where New Zealand went over there and were beaten three nil, and, and they completely failed to turn up and compete. And then went on to win the World Test Championship because Australia missed out the final because of, of overrates. Um, you know, it, it's. Uh, They've got to be competitive against a team like this, and as I say, this 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 is a test for them. So, whether they can be remains to be seen. I don't think it's a disaster if they lose, but if they lose badly, uh, then I think that's a poor reflection. And as I've said to you before, Mark, and to other people I've spoken to, I do worry a little bit about succession. I think there's a risk that if New Zealand in Test cricket, if their performances start to fall away. Uh, then you are going to see like, there is a risk that some of these younger players will move into the 2020 leagues. They won't sign the national contracts and they'll head overseas and, and chase the money. Mm. Uh, I think that New Zealand's been able to stay together as a test team because of their extraordinary success over the last seven or eight succeed seasons. Uh, but we've just come out of a, mm. a three-test uh, series, lost all three against England. You've got Bolt starting to leave. You've got de Grandholm walking away. And, you know, these are just signs that I think we have to be very wary of. Mm, Okay. So from a New Zealand point of view, where is the interest in the game? Where is the future interest in the game? How does it look? In New Zealand? For for New Zealand public to get behind cricket team, for cricket to stay relevant, Mm. to have some sort of um, jeopardy, to stir the emotions, to create that nationalism. Where does it lie? How does it look? Is it one-day cricket? Is it T20? Is it England and Australia in Test cricket? Or what is it? Well, well, I think there are a lot of people in, in New Zealand who love cricket. And, you know, there's so much coverage on now. Uh, Mark, you can wake up and, and watch highlights from South Africa. Um, England, you can watch the games live. Uh, you've got South Africa playing against Australia this year. Uh, there'll be a Boxing Day test with South Africa and Australia. So, I think the real cricket fans love watching those top teams performing, and I don't think that's going to change. Uh, what's going to happen in New Zealand? It's difficult to say, but I think, as you say, 
If we continue to attract touring teams like Bangladesh, Sri Lanka and Pakistan, we are not going to attract crowds to the game, and that is the reality, unfortunately. I think the reality is also that we will risk losing our players unless we can attract. I mean, there are, there are four teams, really, uh, that, that people want to see. Australia, uh, obviously, England, India and South Africa and Pakistan I think is another one who you know when they're playing when they're in the right mood they're a terrific side and can be and you'll remember the sides the Pakistan sides of the 80s and 90s they had some terrific cricketers yeah. they came out here a lot and they were great to watch so for me the, the for New Zealand I think the future still lies around the test team uh, I think there was a lot of interest around 2020 unfortunately I think the 50 over game is starting to wane Okay, so the 50 over starting to wane though, and I agree with you on that. T20 cricket, I think, is great entertainment, but I'm not sure that uh, the result carries too much weight. Certainly doesn't live with us for a lifetime. It's not going to end up, you know, sort of becoming part of our great history and sporting tradition in this country unless we win maybe a T20 cricket World Cup. Um, I agree. Uh, and again, if we can't attract those top four countries you mentioned. It's, um, you know, and with so much other sport now being brought into our living room via Sky Sport and the definition of sport going beyond cricket, rugby, netball and league. Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't know. Just from what you said, I've still got serious concerns about the future of the game and its interest in this country. Uh, in this country, yes. Worldwide, no. Um, but, but again, I think, I mean, you know, we, we, I think we have to reflect on what the uh, New Zealand the national team has achieved over the last seven or eight years and they've been magnificent you know they they have been in the top couple or few countries mm. playing in all forms of the game they've been extraordinary um the the, the issue for me has been uh, you know i've been concerned as you know about a, a failure to introduce a spin bowler into test cricket mm. uh you know we know that patel took 14 wickets against india uh in november last year and december last year he he played he bowled a couple of overs in a test against England. He wasn't seen again, uh, you know. And I said that he wouldn't play at home in between those two matches as well, and he didn't. So, uh, you know, I feel that if we are to uh, continue to compete and continue to play attractive cricket and so on, then we we will need to take risks and we will, will need to change our approach. You know, if you look at Test cricket and what McCullum's done in. England, he's come out, and they will, make no mistake, they will lose some games with their approach, and we saw it in the first test against South Africa. But they will entertain, and that, you know, unfortunately that is a key ingredient, mm. uh, you know, and, and, and part of the responsibility of players. Mm. So that, that's that been part of their approach. I, I'm not sure, you know, again, you've got to have the players to do it, you've got to have the wherewithal. But our, we've gone uh, much more, I think, into our shell in Test cricket. We're much more conservative than we were under McCullum. That's that's not possibly saying a lot because he was, you know, at the other end of the spectrum. But I, but again, I just see us falling back into the same old things that we used to do many years ago, where you would pick the seamers, uh, you know, try say that the ball's going to seam seem around a little, but we wouldn't play a spin bowler. I don't think Williamson understands how to use a spinner in Test cricket. Um, in, in, and again, I'm not sure um, around the next captain if, if that's going to change as well. So, the, you know, there's a lot going on, and, and that's just talking from a team and then from a selection point of view. But again, trying to keep the public interest in it, it's very difficult. I think the public are loyal. I think it's a wonderful game, as you know. 
but the challenges that you're pointing to, I think, are real, Mark, and I think it's, it's you know you're making a good point. Mm. It is 15 minutes after eight. Cricket commentator Garth Galloway, my guest on the program, as we count down to live coverage of the Chapel Hadley One Day Series starting tomorrow out of Cairns. Live coverage here from 4:20 on SENZ. Uh, Garth, let's look at the situation um, regarding players potentially maybe moving away from playing for New Zealand to capitalise on the financial opportunities that T20 presents. Do you think players today are aware of legacy? Do you think that's important to them? Or is it just, is money override that now? And is there is there enough being done in the background to, um, I don't know, encourage players to stay at international level for as long as they can? I think if you look at the at the modern greats, you know the the players and greats by New Zealand standards, the players who have been, you know, so so if we talk about uh, McCullum, we talk about Taylor, who's just retired. We look at players like uh, Williamson, uh, Salvi, Bolt, and so on. I think they're aware of legacy. Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I do. Um, I, I suspect that the younger players coming into the Test team when they just won the World Test Championship and so on. They would be conscious of legacy. But I think when you see 2020 competition starting to open up in South Africa, uh, in the Middle East, you know, around the world, the Caribbean and so on, and that, that one's been there for a while, you see the uh, the 100 in the UK, the Vitality Blast in the UK. There are going to be competitions all year round, uh, all around the world. And that will give players an opportunity to join the touring bandwagon. And I'm afraid the reality is that we are going to see players going off and and doing that. And it is a real risk. And again, I think one of the reasons that New Zealand's been so successful in keeping its side together has been through the success that it's had. And I think once you see a player like Bolt, and, and fair enough to him too, he's been a magnificent servant for New Zealand. He's one of uh, you know those few very special bowlers who's able to play in all forms of the game, and he just glides between them seamlessly. Mm. Uh, and you know he, he he in my view is absolutely entitled to do what he likes. Mm. But when you see a player like Bolt at his age, and you compare him to say Jimmy Anderson and uh, and, and um, you know Stuart Broad, who are still going, uh, then then you do see, and he, he's he's got a young family, and fair enough. But I th- I'm still picking that Bolt will be away a lot. He's playing 2020 mm. stuff and he's entitled to he'll oh, secure his future. Yeah, and I don't have any issue with him. I mean, he's been a wonderful servant. He's been there a long time. My other point is that you really don't have any market value overseas until you establish yourself at international level anyway. So yeah. you, do need, you do need to play for New Zealand cricket. You do need to make a statement. Well, I'm, I, I think that's right. But I also think that you're going to see players being pulled out of domestic cricket I mean, you know, guys like Finn Allen uh, haven't played a, a whole lot of cricket, really. They're already playing in the Vitality Blast in the UK. Um, you know, I think you'll see the best strikers of the ball, the best bowlers being plucked out of uh, out of representative cricket or provincial cricket or state cricket or county cricket and being plucked into these leagues before they've uh, necessarily played international cricket. Look at guys like, uh, you know, Phillips, who's who's played some international cricket, but plays all around the world with his uh, with the T20 stuff. That you're going to see much more of that, and how you how you keep people involved. You know, money the money we can't compete in New Zealand. We absolutely no. cannot uh, in terms of Test cricket, and we can't compete. We don't have a credible 2020 uh, domestic competition. But but see, Garth, and so we've got to find some sort of compromise. But then, 
as a test-loving cricketer who's a proud New Zealander, I, 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 I just simply don't like what I saw prior to this England test series where you've got Kane Williamson, you know, basically turning up off the back of a diet of T20 cricket basically an 800 metre running expecting to go out and run a world-class marathon. Um, but New Zealand cricket don't feel they've got any choice here. I mean, is that just, do we just have to accept that I, going well, forward, that we're just not going to get our preparations right? And, and you know, and therefore it's, it's yeah, it's that sort of paradox. Yes, we do have to accept it. And, and I think New Zealand cricket are right to accept it. It is the reality. And You'll recall that when uh, New Zealand used to go over to England, and I think of the 49 tour and the tours in, uh, in 73, and, and even further on, they, they would play seven, eight, nine, ten county games when they're on a tour, and the tests were picked off in between. They'd play the MCC, uh, they'd play England. Uh, you know, they'd play the Derek Robbins 11 at times uh, throughout the 70s and 80s. Uh, they'd play at, at Arundel. All of those games, uh, you know, the tours took months and the tests were interspersed between those matches. So, um, I mean, the reality is New Zealand sides will go over there and they will play. They may play one three-day game and that's it or, you know, a four-day. It's not even a first-class fixture because they can play 12 or 13 players if they want to and rotate the batting. That is uh, that is the modern reality, and I don't see any way around it. And mm. if you want players like Williamson, Bolt, uh, Southey and Co to be playing Test cricket, we have to put up with that. Mm. Uh, I just want to just finally touch again, just going back to T20 cricket, because we've sort of seen the demise of one-day cricket and its relevance. It's been replaced by T20 cricket. But again, too much of a good thing is no longer a good thing. We've seen the big bash in Australia now starting to struggle with television ratings. Crowd numbers are on the decline. Um well, you know, the question is there I, another hybrid yeah. form of the game which is going to somehow come in and bring us back to the 80s again? Is it 30 over cricket? I mean, what's the solution here? Or, or are the Australians just so in love with Test cricket, Test cricket's going to carry it over there? Bring back cricket, Max. Eh? You know? <laughs> four stumps. Um, look, I, look, yeah, four stumps. And, yeah, look, in a Max zone. Look I, look, I don't know the answer to that. I don't think there's another form. I think everyone's fiddling around. I mean, Crow and Fennis to, to Martin Crow, you know, he. he he dreamed up cricket next and he wasn't far away. Um, you know, he was looking at something different and people thought he was mad, but actually he, he wasn't too far away from, for example, 2020. England have got the 100. I, I just don't think it makes any difference. I think it's gimmicky. Uh, you know, it, it, it's like franchise cricket. It doesn't appeal to me at all. Um, the question I would throw back to you and to our listeners is, you know, how many of you, when, when the IPL was on and, and when... Uh, McCullum and co were playing over there early on. I watched a lot of it. I used to record it and really enjoy it. Now I could go a whole season without watching a game. I've got absolutely no interest in the Caribbean League. I will have no interest in the South African League. I've watched a little bit of the Vitality Blast, but only because it's on Spike Sport and you've got highlights packages. You know, I don't watch much domestic 2020 cricket in New Zealand, and I think the Big Bash is a bloody awful product, you know. And partly it's awful because you have to suffer the, 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 comment, the commentators who are just, you know, shouting for the game. They're so dull, and, and um, they don't talk about the game. And, you know, there's the, the mates' jokes and, and all the in-house stuff that goes on. And, and you know, I thought it was, for, for people, it was fun for a while, but it, it wears off quickly. They don't talk about tactics, strategy, what the players are trying to do. You know, it's, and it does turn it into to a sort of hit and giggle competition. Well, it's in the um, name, isn't maybe, it? Big Bash, you know. 
Yeah, well, well, perhaps it needs to be taken more seriously. Now, if it's a credible, if it is the future form of the game, then then let's have serious commentaries around it. But you know that I'm passionate about commentary, mm. and I would always want to be talking about the game and the players, and and not all the rest of the rubbish that you listen to on the big batch. I I just can't listen to it. But I'm a traditionalist, and um, but I don't find anything interesting about anything they have to say. Garth Galloway, it's been a privilege and a pleasure. I'll go away and work on my singing and. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure about that. Yeah. Um, it, but... might, it might be that case if you can't put back in what God left out, which I like to use. Yes. Well, nice yeah. to talk to you as always, Mark. And I hope it's not too depressing. I do think the issues you raise uh, are important. And I think for New Zealand cricket over here, it's tough. You know, it's really tough competing, and I think we do a pretty good job. Um, but it's not going to get easier. No, well said, Garth. Appreciate your time tonight.